The Beers and Ears podcast is sponsored by Riss and Cal. This holiday season in your search for stocking stuffers, you don't have to be like the Mad Titan, scouring the universe to collect all six stones. Instead, find all the tech accessories you need for your friends and family in one place. Whether it's wireless neck fans for those warm days at the studios, or a waterproof case for when you're searching for that wandering rabbit, they've got an entire assortment. When you go to fourfrills.com shop, that's the number four, P-H-R-I-L-L-S dot com slash shop. Select your items and then use coupon code BEERS, B-E-E-R-S at checkout. You'll get 15% off your purchase. Don't forget that proceeds of the purchase go to help nonprofits and a portion of the proceeds help to support the Beers and Ears podcast as well. So head on over to fourfrills.com and use that promo code today to get a jump start on your holiday shopping. Let's start the show. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. There was an idea to bring together 23 episodes of a podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe so that when we needed it, we were ready for the premiere of Black Widow. This is That Podcast. And now for your hosts of the Beers and Ears Podcast, here's Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome to day six of the Infinity Saga series. My name is Matt. And my name is Casey. Welcome. We are so excited to have you on this journey, and we are talking about Thor today. Yeah, so this, Matt, is the first of the MCU movies that, for all intents and purposes, well, other than obviously Captain Marvel, which was obviously out of this role. This, from a timeline perspective, is the first one that dealt with things outside of Earth. Obviously, Captain Marvel chronologically deals with things outside of Earth, so it's not the first time we're being necessarily introduced to it in the chronological order, but it is the first time we're being introduced to it from a timeline perspective. And, you know, this movie, um, I'll tell you, just... I remember seeing this movie in theaters. I remember this was the first MCU movie I was excited about because Thor was always one of my favorites. I've always liked the the mystical and the fantastical, if you will. And I remember seeing this in theaters, but watching it again now, you know, almost a decade later, you, it it definitely um, ages a little bit differently from my perspective than some of the other movies did. Yeah, it, I, I did, though, forget how good it was. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think I had this in my mind that I didn't like this movie. And I'll be honest, the, the first two Thor movies were not ones that I necessarily would call my favorite. But um, I, I, in watching it, I, I forgot about a lot of the good stuff in it. But I, I do agree there were some moments that were it showed its age. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And that's crazy to say that 10 years ago, something is showing its age, but I mean, even something as simple as like the phone that the person's using and, oh, this is going up on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's. <laughs> or when she's, or when she's, or when she says they took my iPod. I'm like, who has an iPod anymore? Like iPods aren't a thing anymore. Right. Like yeah. little things like that. But I, I think even more from an aging perspective too, the movie ages a little bit more worse for the wear, like something as simple as the length of Thor's hair. Like, I, I know that sounds really weird, but like 
I am used to seeing him with the much longer hair and I'm used to seeing him with the really, really short hair, seeing him like this. It was like watching a nineties throwback movie with someone with a hairdo that from a different time, you know, and it just, it felt yeah, it very really, much has that feel. Yeah, it really does. You know, and it's funny. I remember back during the spring, we did an episode, um, the, the top 10 MCU characters. And during that episode, I remember us having a conversation that we could see the MCU, maybe potentially um uh you know the mcu being there without necessarily thor like he was kind of a forgettable character but going back and rewatching this movie i don't know how true that is now like after rewatching this movie i i can see why he's an important part of the mcu you know yeah i mean i had him on my list because i recognized that he he was important but I just didn't have him as high because I, like you said, you could leave him out and it is what it is. But yeah, after watching this, I, 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 I don't, I, I may need to read it, go way back in our archives and, and redo that episode. Let's just kind of get into it a little bit here. You know, we've kind of already given our overall impressions. You know, we like to kind of go down our list here. The, the next thing that I want to just kind of focus on is who was our, our favorite character in this and, and why was that the case? So I'm going to give you the honors on this one. It was Loki for me to see the beginning of this and to see him, his, his scheming in putting himself on the throne and getting Odin's favor. And this whole scheme that he concocts up is really well done. So I am no more than another stolen relic, locked up here until you might have use of me. Why'd you twist my words? You could have told me what I was from the beginning. Why didn't you? You're my son. I wanted only to protect you from the truth. What, because I'm the monster parents tell their children about at night? You know, it all makes sense now why you favored Thor all these years. Because no matter how much you claim to love me, you could never have a frost giant sitting on the throne of Asgard. I, a lot of the other characters kind of fell flat for me. I mean, okay. it, don't know why I thought the movie was good, but a lot of the characters just felt, eh? And I'll get to more on that in a little bit. But, um, but I thought that Loki is the one that really shines in this movie. Gotcha. You know, see, for me, I, I liked Coulson. I, th- I think this is this is an opportunity where Coulson really gets to kind of show his chops a little bit. You know, and, and I think it, it, there's some added value there because we got to see him a little bit more in Captain Marvel. So we know a little bit more of his backstory. We're watching this the first time around. You only had snippets of this guy, like not, not even... Um, the, the, the TV shows I think had not even been out at this point yet by the time this movie debuted. So we didn't know a whole lot about Coulson other than he showed up a couple of times. You saw him in Iron Man 2, you saw him in a couple of the snippets, but he really got to showcase his chops a little bit. You got to see a little bit of his, um, his personality, his humor in this a little bit. I really liked that. And I also liked that he kind of was a stand in for Nick Fury. So I did a little bit of digging. Samuel L. Jackson was originally supposed, supposed to have a much greater role in this movie. Um, he had signed his, whatever it was, his nine picture deal, which is what I think it was, but they decided not to include him in this movie. And so you see Coulson really kind of that, that stand in for Fury, if that makes sense. Well, and this is the advantage of 
the watch order that we're doing is Coulson really becomes a more interesting character. Cause I agree when you watch it in terms of when they were released, it's like, wait, who is this guy? Like, okay, cool. He's generic agent. Whereas now watching this, you, you see the really huge role that he plays within shield and within the MCU. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Now, I know we don't have on our list our least favorite character, but I'm going to make a special category up right now for that. I am sorry, but Jane Foster annoys the heck out of me. Oh, I was (laughs) agree with you. And the the romance, the romance between her and Thor is more distracting to the story than it is part of the story. My problem with it is it it, she's an astrophysicist. Like, Uh that's a smart person. And Hot guy shows up and she's all of a sudden like, woo, 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 I'm, I'm so flustered and attractive, man. And, and it's like, no, you're, you're a intelligent woman. Like, it, and, and just her whole arc was, ooh, I love Thor. And I just, I yeah. just couldn't get into it. it, it well, I, I'm inter- I think it's also, it's also frustrating too. I'm sorry to cut you off. It's also frustrating because we know it doesn't really pay off later on. Like, in in the future episodes, I think she shows up in Thor: The Dark World, but she does. She obviously is not in Ragnarok. She's not in any of the other stuff. You know, you, I think you see her in Endgame. They use some reused footage of her. They might even had her come on set for a day to do some stuff. But you just know it doesn't pay off. Like it, it's almost like they had a direction they thought they were going to go with it, and then they decided not to go with it. You know, like it's well, it, oh, it's just annoying to me. <laughs> well, the direction now is the next Thor movie is Thor: Love and Thunder. And yeah. and she's coming back, and she will take the mantle of Thor. So I, that's <laughs> that's where you could maybe see an arc that maybe, that pays but, off. Yeah, but you know, maybe it's, I just don't like Natalie Portman. I I, I just I'm I, and maybe it just comes down to I'm just not a fan of her acting. I I didn't like her in Star Wars. I, I don't like her acting. I just I feel it's fake and fell flat. You know. Yeah, I just I just think the character. Mm-hmm falls flat and then like you said if you for for you if it's if it's her acting falls flat you have a flat character with a flat actress and it's like uh, it, it just it just misses the mark in my opinion it it yeah. just it just does and there were one too many like tilted side shots while zooming in on the group like go back and watch that movie I I know you've already watched it, but go back and watch it and count the amount of times that you see like some the the camera slightly tilted and then zooming in and you're like, wait, was that necessary? Like we did this already. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. I just her entire arc just is is not. I'm not a fan of it. And I'll tell you the other the other thing that I had an issue with the movie on is is the 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 narrative seems really convoluted a little bit and it it had and i know you liked loki he was your favorite character and i love loki loki continues to be one of my favorite characters across the mcu and it's fun to watch him in his debut role role here that said his whole going over to the frost giants talking to 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 loffy right loffy and and saying go go kill my father only to then be there to kill him like he could have accomplished the exact same purpose if the frost giants had killed his father and then he killed the frost giant afterwards like like he he was trying the whole plot there was very convoluted for me and i found myself going wait a second 
that makes no sense to me whatsoever why he just did what he did. Yeah, I, I see it. I think it's the whole, like, he wants, if Odin's dead, then he doesn't get the favor of his father. And I do think that that's something that he craves more than maybe what the movie leads on. Mm. That it's not just wanting to be king of Asgard, but it's wanting the favor of Odin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I will say another one of my favorite characters in this is 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 it Landau, the the gatekeeper, the 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 Bifrost. Heimdall. What is it? Heimdall. Heimdall. I, I, it's, it's the way he always pronounces. It sounds like Landau. I, but I, you know who I'm talking about. Heim, Heimdall. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, so awesome. I love I love him. I, I love him. And I, and I think what's also really cool is again, knowing what we know about the arc of the, the MCU 23 episodes in, we know that he sticks with him. I mean, through, through thick and thin all the way up through infinity wars when he gets killed, you know? So, you know, to, to, to see that arc and the loyalty that he has to Thor, I think that's pretty cool too. You would defy the commands of Loki, our king. Break every oath you have taken as warriors and commit treason to bring Thor back. Yes. Good. So you'll help us? I am bound by honor to our king. I cannot open the bridge to you. Complicated fellow, isn't he? Well, he's just a cool side character. I think the Warriors 3, too, along with Sif, so Volstagg, Fandral, Hogan, and Sif, they're fun characters. They're really underdeveloped mm. and... And, and I mean, ultimately they have to be, the MCU is full of so many characters and to add four more in would just be, and give them all these fantastic arcs would be too much, but they're fun, but I wish there was more on there uh, with Mm -hmm. them. I think, I think there's, there's more there. Well, I think we see that a lot with the MCU. You see these side characters who are brought in, who in the comics play a much larger role because there's more chances for them to do so but in mcu you've only got two and a half you know two hours two and a half hours to really tell a story that has been years decades in some cases in the making you can only do so much with it you know i know with sif they they did um she came into agents of shield the tv show for an episode so they kind of tied that and gave her a little bit more of an arc in the tv realm I do want to call out two of the actors who portray some of the characters. So um, uh, Selvig uh, is played by um, uh, a guy whose last name is Skarsgård. You guys know the Skarsgård family. The, the, one of the sons has played it in the new movies. But um, uh, Scar, Skarsgård, whose first name at the moment I didn't write down. Why I didn't write that down, I don't know. But you know who else <laughs> he played in a, in a, in a Disney movie? Uh, I know I've seen him in a lot of stuff, so I, I, I can't, I can't pinpoint played. it right now. He played the Grand Duke in the live-action Cinderella. May I ask where you got this? From a ragged servant girl in my household. The mystery princess is a commoner. You can imagine when I discovered her subterfuge how horrified I was. You told no one else? Not even my own daughters. <laughs> no one need ever know the truth. You've spared the kingdom a great deal of embarrassment. And I should like to keep it that way. Are you threatening me? Yes. <laughs> so I thought that was really interesting. And then uh, Fandral, uh, Fandral play is played by Josh Dallas, who also has some Disney ties to the TV show that ran for like seven seasons. Once upon a time, he played Prince Charming in Once Upon a Time. So I just, I thought I found that was interesting. I remember seeing, he popped up on screen yesterday when I watched it and I go, 
wait, I know him. Why do I know him? And then I always Wikipedia and read up after I watch the movie, just so I'm prepared for the podcast. And it's like, oh, that's how I know him. So, but um, I will not see him in the next movie because he gets recast. Oh, does he? Okay. All right. So interesting. So um, did you catch the line that Thor gives Agent Coulson uh, towards the end before he he heads back to... uh, uh, Asgard, when when he goes up to Coulson, instead of calling him Coulson, did you catch what he actually calls him? No, I did not. Donald? I don't think you've been completely honest with me. Know this, son of Cole. You and I, we fight for the same cause, the protection of this world. He says, son of Cole. <laughs> <laughs> which I just think is the coolest thing because you know he's Odin, he's Thor Odin's son, son yep. of Odin. He goes son of Cole, and that makes it's total meta, you know, just son of Cole, Cole's son. I just I laughed, and I obviously didn't pick that up the very first time I watched it, but I thought it was hilarious. Son of Cole, you will always be a friend, or whatever he says to to Thor and to Asgard. I just I laughed at that. <laughs> yeah, and and let's say this, you know, we spent a good chunk of time on the things we didn't like. I, I, I'll be honest, I was prepared to come in and kind of rag on this movie because for whatever reason, I'd remembered it as one that I didn't like. But while there were definitely issues with it, I was like, man, I it ended. I was like, man, I enjoyed that. I it's enjoyed not, that. It's not The Incredible Hulk. I didn't fall asleep halfway through. <laughs> so no, it's, it's a good movie. I, mean, it's, I would say there's 23, you know, 23 movies. I would put Thor you know, I would put in the top 50% for sure. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it, I, I don't, I don't think it's bottom 50%. I think it's top 50%. And I think it's, it's a fun movie. It definitely introduces us to the world outside of the, the, the earth. Uh, you get some references to the greater MCU when, when, you know, Coulson goes Stark, that guy never tells me anything. I think that was funny. You know, you get some things. I remember actually the scene that uh, the, the, I'm assuming it's a drone shot, but whatever the, the big crane scene uh, where they, where they kind of come up over the hammer where the hammer is landed. I remember being in the theater and I got the same feeling watching it yesterday when going, Oh my God, that's, that's the scene. That's the scene that was in an Iron Man too. That's the scene that was in the Iron Man too. Then of course you get Colson comes up and sir, we found it. I remember how big of a deal that was because that was the first time that you started to see some connective tissue where the scene was reused in another movie. Exactly. You also, we get the first um, Hawkeye appearance as well. He's in it for a second. Yeah, I almost put him as my favorite character of the movie, but he just doesn't have enough screen time to be there quite yet. But you definitely get start to see some of his personality. And again, knowing who he is. Now, again, had we been watching this in chronological order without knowing the other Marvel movies, you still wouldn't know who he is yet. But knowing who he is, it's it's fun to re- go back and revisit him and start to see some of his personality a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Did you know, a fun little trivia point. Did you know that in the entire movie, enti- entire MCU universe, he is never once actually referred to as Hawkeye? Yeah, I guess they call him Clint all the time. Call him Clint they or Martin know. the entire time. The only time yeah. the words Hawkeye are ever used are by him when talking to his daughter. Interesting. Well, I know they're <laughs> developing uh, um, his daughter is Kate Bishop, and they're developing a Disney Plus series way down the road. Um, yep. So that that should be – that comic is really fun. So um, that should be interesting. Yeah. Well, um, any other thoughts on, on the movie before we begin to wrap up? 
it's fun to watch this MCU in its beginning stages. Because, you know, right now we're banging on all cylinders. Every movie that comes out seems to be bigger than the next. You read about all the new characters and everything, and you just go, wow, I'm so excited to see all this connects. And watching these again, you forget that this is how it this is how it started and how much they had to lay the foundation for to make movies that we are so excited for without this foundation, those movies can't stand on it. I agree. And you know, you had made the point of saying that each movie was bigger than the next. The next one we're going to be reviewing tomorrow is the Avengers at the time. I know it seems small now and we'll get into this more tomorrow, but I know it seems small now, but at the time this was considered, I mean, this was only eight years ago was Avengers was considered the biggest movie event in the history of cinema. Yeah. To, to, to bring in Iron Man, uh, Captain America, Thor, and the Incredible Hawk, these four characters, and then these other couple that were introduced, Clint and, and, and of course, Black Widow, to bring them in from their own individual storylines for one big epic kind of come together and then send them back out in their own little worlds again that that was unheard of at the time and i remember you know even the teaser at the end of captain america and the teaser at the end of this i don't think iron man 2 had it it might have but the the two of those had the you know captain america will return in the avengers and thor will return in the avengers i remember saying because by that point you knew to stay to the end to watch that that teaser at the end you know, when you see the Captain America will return or Thor will return in the Avengers, how much excitement that builds up to to what is coming, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, I can't believe we're to the Avengers already. I know. I know. I mean, seven days are going to be seven days in, but it really is. And I know, again, the Avengers now, I don't know about you, but the Avengers now seems small, but at the time, oh, yeah. it's so massive. You know, it just, it, it's really crazy. And I keep thinking back to what you said about, um, you know, if, you know, what order do I want my daughter to watch these in and what will her perspective be not knowing what she, we know already. And there's no way to put that toothpaste back in the tube. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I, the more I watch this chronologically, the more I'm convinced that I'm going to show them to her chronologically because you, you just get these characters become so much more, I, I, I think Coulson's not my favorite character because when I was first introduced to him, it was like, yeah, whatever. Cool. Whereas now he's so much more interesting. Exactly. All right. It is closing time tomorrow. We have got the Avengers, as we have said, Matt, how do they get a hold of us? If they need to get a hold of us, email us beers and ears, 1928 at gmail.com. You can uh, Facebook group Beers and Ears Podcast and Twitter and Instagram at Beers Ears 1928. Make sure to rate and review us. Five stars, five stars. All right, guys. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. And Avengers, assemble. Assemble. <laughs> Bye, guys. See you tomorrow, everybody.